following message is from the North Shore Christian Centre MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about North Shore Christian Centre is available at www.nscc.org.au. You know, in our church, you've heard us speak about the chain of grace. What is that? It's the way we impact other people's lives. So this is how it can start. Where's Alex, our singer? Alex, stand up. So Alex is a beautiful woman of God who loves to share her faith. Stay standing. Okay, so she came in contact with a lady called Miriam. Now, I can't get Miriam to stand up because she's on holidays in Queensland, unfortunately. But I spoke to her. She said, yeah, use our story. So Alex spoke to this lady called Miriam, and Miriam came to our church and rediscovered her faith in Jesus, which is fantastic. She has two little girls. She brought her girls. The oldest one came to youth and brought Um, Quite a lot of her friends to youth, and three of those youth found Jesus themselves, which is absolutely fantastic. Then she brought a guy called Ronnie, and Ronnie discovered Jesus. And then they also discovered that they loved each other and got married. So that was nice. So now we have her bringing this guy along, and they, he gets saved, and, um, and then they get married together. And Ronnie has brought along lots of friends, lots of family, and lots of them were touched by Jesus as well, which is lovely. And one of his cousins is Sergio. So Sergio, stand up. So Sergio is Ronnie's cousin, and so he came along through the contact there. And, of course, when Sergio is it, stand up, stand, 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 stand. And then in his... Hello, meeting everybody. He met the lovely Claire. Now they're engaged. So stand up, Claire. So that's... And I just think that's the chain of grace. It started when Alex was able to influence Miriam and it went right through the family and their friends and now these guys have met through it. That is such a beautiful thing, isn't it? Thanks, guys. Sit down. Thank you for that. And it's part of what Jesus said to us just before he left the earth, part of his last words, which we call the Great Commission, and we see it in uh, Mark chapter 16, it says this, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone, everywhere. And then also in Matthew 28 uh, verse 19, Jesus said, go therefore, make disciples of all the nations. And Jesus was saying, that's my heart. My heart for you, the ones I'm leaving on the earth, is to go into all the world and share your faith with others. That's his heart. That's his command to us. And this year, um, Pastor John and, and a, a leadership thing we had, they, they said to, to me, Anne, will you help North Shore Christian Center go on a journey of how we can be more effective sharing our faith? And I'm excited about that because I, for one, want to be even more effective in sharing my faith. And I thought, well, we can just go on a journey together. That'd be good, won't it? And so throughout the year, we're going to be regularly helping us all be stirred up about sharing our faith because it's part of the Great Commission and also the ways of how to do it. So there are four things I want to cover over this year. And the first thing is the why. Why? Should we? Why do we share our faith? Or maybe even why don't we share our faith? Because we're all motivated differently. And our motivations cause the actions that we do. And so there are probably four main motivations why people share their faith. And the first one is simply out of obedience to the Great Commission. Jesus said we should share our faith. Pastor John tells us we should share our faith. 
All the evangelists in the place share, tell us to share our faith, so I will do it out of obedience. And that's great. Fantastic. There's no right or wrong motivation for sharing your faith. It's what causes you to do it. So one is obedience. Second one, compassion. Because you remember what it was like to live without Jesus. You remember how dark it was when you didn't have any hope or when things happened and you couldn't see any reason for it. You remember what it was like to live broken. And out of that compassion, you want to share your faith so other people can come into wholeness. That's another beautiful reason. Now, the reason is fear. Fear of people going to hell. You just couldn't stand that thought. And so you will approach people because you just don't want them to go to hell. Or in that aspect of fear, too, there's another part. It's the fear of standing before God at the judgment throne and your workmates are before him. And he's saying, depart from me, I don't know you. And they may look at you and say, you worked with me for five years and you never told me about Jesus? Some of us are motivated by that fear because we just don't want that to happen. And then the fourth one, which is probably mine, it's because of we just love God so much. We are so grateful for this beautiful love relationship with God. And that love for him then makes us want to love others. And so we want to reach them with the love of God and just say, because I love you and God loves you. And it's all about love. And you need to find God because he helps us have a wonderful, loving life. And, and so the, the love motivation is there with us. I wonder if your motivation is in that lot. And if it's not, and you think, hmm, there's another reason why I share, then please email me and tell me what your motivation is as well. Because we want to stir you, motivate you, whatever your motivation is, the why you want to share. Because when you're motivated by the why, you will go on to the second point, which is the how. How do you share your faith? I'm so grateful that there are very many ways of sharing our faith. What are some of them? Well, there's the black and white way, where you just take any opportunity you can. And I love what Jess said. I thought you were going to steal my sermon, Jess. That was really good. Um, and, and Miriam as well, talking about, you know, grab the opportunity and share your faith with somebody. And some people are very black and white. Pastor Tony McLennan, he's a black and white. Jerry, black and white. It's like, we're going to tell you how it is. And even though they're gracious, it's still very black and white. Love it. Okay. Then there's some with a bit more gentle approach. Alex is one of these. I mean, every taxi driver that drives Alex around is gone. They get the gospel, but she introduces it beautifully. You know, Ursula has got a lovely gentle, so it can be black and white, but still the gentle approach. I'm probably a bit more in that one myself as well. Then there's the good deeds or lifestyle and words together. Let me expand on that one. Sometimes we say, well, you know, by living a beautiful Christian life, they will look on us and they'll find Jesus. And sure care is a great avenue of touching people with good deeds. Um, and Wendy, who did such a beautiful communion here, good on you, Wendy, she runs our sure care and helps us do good deeds into the community. But, you know, if we just do good deeds but don't expand it to sharing our faith afterwards, they remain just good deeds. And the world is full of people 
with just good deeds. So what we need to do as we're doing our good deeds is also be looking for opportunities where we can just share about our faith in Jesus as well. So they go hand in hand. Then there's the power of your testimony. No one can dispute what God has done in your life. So if you start to tell people, this is what Jesus did for me, they can't argue that. It's your story. So your power of your story is fantastic. And then there's tools, things like an Evangie cube. If you were in church last year, Pastor John shared about the Evangie cube and showed how it works. If you want to see it, come and play with it afterwards. You know, there are tracks. Um, Pastor John wrote this one himself. It's a nice little ch- uh, tract on how good you have to be to get to heaven. It's amazing with these turn up. People are putting them in the doctor's surgeries, magazines, leaving them on the bus seats, you know, putting them around their work office. So we have a whole pile downstairs for free if you want to take them. There's lots of other beautiful tracks as well. You can get an app on your phone which um, tells, you how to, uh, tells people the gospel message. And you can say, hey, have a look at this. Great way to meet this generation. You can give people books, books which may be someone's life story but have the, the story of the gospel in it, which is beautiful. A DVD, you can hand that out as well. Simply also invite them to church. If you're not quite sure how to go about it, well, invite them here and hopefully hear that they will hear about the message of Jesus Christ as well. So the how There are so many different ways, and throughout the year, we're going to just be modeling for you different ways that you know how to do it. Because if you are motivated the why, and you know the how, well, there's just one other point. Point three, what are the challenges to overcome that stop us from sharing our faith? Because we all know that we should be sharing it, but we don't always do it. So why? Well, what are the challenges? First one. Fear of rejection. But what if people laugh at me? What if people say, I don't want to hear? I guess when our love for God and our love for our fellow men overcomes our fear of rejection, then that's not an issue anymore. And so what if people say, we don't want to hear? It's like, okay, I'll just go on to the next one. Or even if they say, not many people will tell you, oh, that's stupid, why do you believe that? You won't find that. So I think sometimes the devil himself plays on this in your mind to try and make you more afraid. Because I have very rarely found anyone that has laughed at me or uh, to me because of my faith. They don't do that. But it's a big fear to overcome. Another fear is not knowing what to say. So, Anne, how, how do I tell them? How do I explain the, the message of salvation? Well, start with what you know about what God's done for you. Great place to start. And don't use the excuse, I don't know the Bible enough. Hey, we'll teach you. And if you don't know the Bible, say, I don't know what I'm fully believing, but read this. Have a read. So, you know, we can help you get over that not knowing what to say. Another one, being just so busy, caught up with life. One of the speakers, and we've had so many now, I'm not quite sure, the one that I think was Jess, we talked about not having the focus at the, the fore of our mind that we are here for Jesus. His great command to us was to share about him to the world. But if we forget that focus, then we just get caught up in life. So we've got work. Hello, do you work with people that need Jesus? Or we get so caught up with the kids. Do they all go to school with people that need Jesus? 
Do you ever go to the supermarket and see people that need Jesus? So, you know, all around us, even in a busy lifestyle, there are so many opportunities to share our faith. Another challenge is just apathy. That's a killer. I don't know how to stir you up over that one except to say, Holy Spirit, keep convicting us all that we can get over this apathy. Another one, the reality of heaven and hell is just not there. If we, and somebody said, if we could be dangled over hell for 30 seconds, that would change us forever. I like the opposite. If we were just put into heaven for 30 seconds, I think that would just change us forever. So it's the reality. And if you lack that, you just need to pray and say, Holy Spirit, make it real to me. Because that's his job to make it real. And the other one, (laughs) a wrong theology. Well, if they need to find Jesus, God will do it. I don't need to tell them, you know, if God wants them, he'll make a way. So why did Jesus say, go into all the world and preach the gospel? It's because God has chosen to use my mouth and my hands and my life. He's chosen us to be his body on earth and so it's not going to just happen. Otherwise, Jesus may not, he wouldn't have had to say this. But Jesus is saying, I have chosen to use my church. And so if you've got the wrong theology, that change it. So, okay, so we've got the why should we evangelize? How can we evangelize? What are the challenges to overcome? And this is a summary, really, for what will come throughout the year. And then the fourth thing is, though, if you do share your faith, You get to enjoy the wonderful consequences. Firstly, changed lives now. How many of you have had your life changed by Jesus Christ? Put up your hand. If he's changed your life and made it much better, how lovely. How lovely to see the chain of grace coming through. So Jesus makes such a difference right now. And then the other consequence is eternally. I am so grateful for the hope that death is not the final thing, that we will be living with him forever. And that is just a marvelous, marvelous hope. I was going to share with you a biblical illustration from Acts chapter 3 of the disciples. Because if you ever want to see a beautiful model of someone sharing their faith, daring to step out, it was in Acts chapter 3. Let me summarize in two minutes. Peter and John saw a lame man. He looked at them begging. He wanted money. They said to him, silver and gold I don't have, but what we have we give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And they grabbed him by the hand, and up he got, and he went walking and leaping, and the people went, wow, what happened to the lame man? First of all, the disciples were moved with compassion. They stepped out in faith, and they saw a miracle. And often if we will just grab the opportunities and step out, even if we're nervous and we're all nervous about it, we can see incredible miracles. Um, Sometimes we don't. Next picture. Yeah, this was, and I can take pictures when I'm a chap and a bit easier than what I do around in Chatswood and whatever, but this lady, and I had to blur her face because I didn't get a chance to ask her if I could use a story. In the cyclones, having a terrible time, and I just said, can I pray with you? 
prayed for her, immediately she felt incredible peace. It was awesome. It was God just touching her body, soul, and spirit. But the next one, I was working with the Red Cross. This lady was really ill. I asked to pray for her at the end. I said, how do you feel? She says, I still feel terrible. Okay. But she said, but thank you for your love. You see, even though she didn't get a miracle of prayer, uh, the healing that I wanted, she was touched by the fact that I offered to pray. And so if we dare to step up and, and try and just make the opportunity to share our faith, people are very grateful for that. And then Peter and John went further than that. Look at the next slide. They, first of all, gave glory to Jesus. They said, the name of Jesus has healed this man. You know how lame he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has caused this healing before your Oh, very eyes it should be. Okay, they put the focus back on Jesus. If we can do that in people's lives, it will really help. The next point there is that then they said what salvation is. Turn from your sins, turn to God so you can be cleansed. How basic is that, folks? You all can remember that. Repentance is turning away from your sin and turning to God. And that will just um, help in the, that's a basic theology. And the next one there, they also spoke of one, one of the consequences. Then wonderful times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. I mean, and then he spoke all about getting right with God. Read Acts chapter 3 yourself and just see the model. And we can follow that as people to touch the lives around us. And as I was wondering about how to conclude, I am I want to show you a video because I reckon that it says it far better than I ever could. It's a video taken from the dream of um, William Booth. It's a whole five minutes, Dan, so you, you may want to sit down and watch it as well from the, somewhere. It's William Booth's vision, and you may or may not have seen it before. Some bits are pretty in your face and pretty graphic, but I think you're mature enough. You can handle this. I trust that as we look at this, that God will bring us back into focus so in 2013 we can impact our world with our faith more than ever before. And we're going to pray and ask God to help us this year to get much better at sharing our faith. Father, we know it's your heart. Lord Jesus, you've not given us a choice. You've told us. Go and preach the gospel. Lord, this year in 2013, we want to do it better than ever before in this church. Lord, I want to do it better than ever before in my life. And Lord, we pray that you will come and just restir our hearts for the lost, the broken, for those that don't know you. Lord, we cannot keep this treasure to ourselves. Lord, we flow with your heartbeat. Lord, right around us in our own families, in our street, in our workplace, in our schools. There are people that need you. Holy Spirit, come and stir us up like never before. Lord, for those that maybe have never really been able to share their faith, make this a whole new year. For those of us who have done it, want to do it better, help us. 
So we commit this journey to you, a journey of bringing many people to you, Jesus. Thank you for the ones that have already just paved the way. For those where sharing their faith is so easy. Lord, let it go right across this church now. Let us influence each other. For your glory and for the impacting of the North Shore and beyond. So we commit ourselves to you, Lord. Thanks for listening to this message from the North Shore Christian Centre Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at www.nscc.org.au. Through our website, you can keep up to date with what's happening in the life of our church in Chatswood, New South Wales, as well as accessing other free resource materials.